tonight to Ephesians, the third chapter, and we're going to uh, look at verse 14. We're doing a series on the authority of the believer. And as you're looking over there tonight, and I want to look at that in the Amplified version, as we're on our way over there this evening, let me remind you now, Sunday morning we have communion. First Sunday of every month, Communion Sunday, always an awesome opportunity for us to honor the Lord, to think about what He has done for us. He has redeemed us, and He has purchased us with His own blood, and He has healed us 2,000 years ago. And so we always look forward to coming together and having communion on uh, the first Sunday of every month. And then Pastor Brenda is going to preach a great message Sunday night. And then Emerge is restarting on Sunday night at 7 p.m. And I want to invite all those from 20s to 30-ish to come. We're going to worship the Lord. There's going to be a word come forth. And then we're going to have some fellowship afterwards. We may all go over to Eon or whatever the case may be. But I really want to encourage you to be there. It's very, very important. It's a great time. And uh, the following month, now in April, we're going to break into small groups for Emerge on that first Sunday night of the month. So it's going to be really, really, really good. Amen? And uh, so also I wrote a letter to the church today. You'll probably be getting it next week and uh, just uh, reminding you of a few things that are coming up. And then within the letter, uh, I, uh, I quoted a message that I had just preached recently on expect great things from God because He's a great God. And then we listed several scriptures in the letter where it says God is great. And the scriptures, you'll enjoy that. You'll like that. Amen? So we're going to talk a little about, about authority tonight. Now, every one of us need to get a greater glimpse of the love of God. God really loves us so much that He gave us authority. He gave us power over all principalities and powers. He said, you know, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So you and I should not be afraid of any enemies. There is no fear in love. So when we get an understanding of the love of God and how much He loves us, we will live a fearless life. And as we are living a fearless life, we'll be able to walk in the authority of the believer. Now, in Ephesians, the third chapter, the 14th verse, Paul's praying for the church at Ephesus, and this is a prayer that you can pray for yourself. He said, now, for this reason, seeing the greatness of his plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, the Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. Then he goes on to pray in verse 16. May he grant you, may he grant me. This is the way that you would pray this. Or if you want to pray it for a loved one or for a co-worker or someone that you're believing God to see the love of God, may he grant us out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man. By the Holy Spirit Himself indwelling our innermost being and personality. And then he goes on in verse 17. And he says, May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make His permanent home in your hearts. Now here we go. May 
you, may I be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. Verse 18, that I may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? Verse 19. That we may actually come to know that we may be filled with all of our hearts unto all the fullness of God or the fullness of love. May we have the richest measure of His divine presence. Wow. And become a person, a body, wholly filled and flooded with love Himself. Wholly filled and flooded with the love of God. Now notice in verse 20, and I want you to read this with me. Now to him who by in the consequence, the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. You know, when the reality of that revelation dawns on your heart and you get insight into the love of God, your days of fear are over with. When you are filled and flooded with all the fullness of God, you'll then be able to walk in the authority of the believer. Now let's look over at Romans chapter 5 verse 17 and and let's feed on that for a moment in the Amplified again. Romans 5 uh, verse 17, the King James Version says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one or through one Jesus Christ. Now notice what the Amplified says. And it says, For because of one man's trespass, that's Adam, death reigned through that one, much more. I love those two words. Much, much more. Surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace and unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness, which puts us into right standing with him, we will reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. As a child of the king, we should be reigning as his, hallelujah, sons. He is the king of what? Of kings. He is the Lord of lords. I don't know whether I've introduced you to him or not, but my name's King Mark. No, I'm not the king, but I'm one of the kings that he's a king of. And so are you. And one way, is that, one way that kings reign is with their words. See, uh, there's a scripture in the Old Testament, and I don't have it exactly in my thinking right now, but I can quote it. It says that where the word of a king is, there's power. So when a king makes a decree, there is power released, and the people in that kingdom go to work to see to it what the king says comes to pass. Job says it like this. You shall declare or decree a thing. 
See, the way that you declare things, the way that you decree things, are with your words. You shall decree a thing, and the Bible says it shall be established unto you. I wonder, are there some things in your life that you would like to see established? Are are there some things in the landscape of your life that you would like to lose? That you would like to see Jesus turn around for you? Well, remember this, that we are children of the Most High God, and we live in His kingdom, and His kingdom ruleth over all. And one way that a king releases power is through faith-filled words. One person said years ago, it is faith-filled words that dominate the laws of sin and death. All around us there is sin. All around us there is death. All around us there is sickness. All around us there is lack. But we are not subject to that which is around us. We are subject to He who is in us. And He who is in us is greater than what's around us. And where the word of the King is, there's some power. There's some power. There's some power that God wants you to release in your life. Because there, are, there is authority in words that are in alignment with His Word. We taught a little bit in the beginning of the year how that your tongue is the steering wheel of your life. Now turn with me now to Matthew chapter 16. And... Uh, Let's look at verse 14, and and I believe that we'll go ahead and look in the King James Version on this. Matthew, the 16th chapter. We're talking about the authority of the believer. Let's uh, start at verse 12. Let's start at verse 12 instead of verse 14. They understood, they how, that he bade them not beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Okay, verse 13. When Jesus, he came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples a very important question. This is very key for them to operate in what he was about to give them. Because he was about to give them some keys. And in order for them to operate in these keys of the kingdom, which, we, which authorizes us to do some things, this question needs to be answered. So he came and he asked his disciples one day, he says, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Verse 14. And the... And They said, well, some say that you're John the Baptist, and some say that you're Elias, and others say that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus said in the next verse, but who do you say I am? You know, I know what other people are saying who I am, but what's important to me is who do you, now notice, say. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say That he is. 
And in verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. You are the Christ. <laughs> the Son of what? Of the living God. In other words, you are the anointed one. You are the Messiah. And I proclaim today that you are Him. You are the Son of God. Amen? Now pull up the next verses in the Amplified Version. I want to share with you some things here tonight about the authority that you've been given. You've been given authority. That's good news. That means I'm not waiting for someone to use their authority for me. I have authority and I can use authority. I'm not waiting for someone to drive me home tonight because I have keys. I'm not waiting for someone to open my front door tonight so that I can go in and have an apple and oatmeal and watch a little television and go to sleep. Why? I got keys. You know, there's a lot of Christians waiting for someone to do something for them what Christ has already done for them and given them the responsibility to do for themselves. Now notice, Peter says, you're the Christ, you're the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, Happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but this came straight from my Father which is in heaven. Now notice the next verse. And here's what his response was. And I tell you, now listen, this is the Christ speaking. You are Peter. And in the Greek, the word Peter there is Petros. And the meaning of Peter in the Greek is, you are a large piece of rock. In other words, you're rocky. That's, you, that's who you are. You're, you're Peter. But now notice... On this rock of revelation that you just declared that I am the son of the living God. It's upon that rock, Greek Petra, which means a huge rock, like the rock of Gibraltar. He says, Peter, you're strong. You're a rock. But I am the rock. I am greater than the rock of Gibraltar. And I'm the rock of revelation knowledge that you receive. That I am Christ, the son of the living God. On that rock, I will build my church. Mm. See, the church of Jesus Christ is not built on Peter. The church of Jesus Christ is built on the rock, Christ the Messiah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. And he says, on this rock, a huge rock, just like Gibraltar, I will build my church. And he says, hell can't handle it. 
Hell can't prevail against it. Hell can't penetrate your life. Because I'm greater than hell. Did he not triumph over death, hell, and the grave and rose from the dead victorious? He says, the gates of Hades, the gates of hell. The powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it. Shall not be as strong to its detriment or hold out against it. I'm about to get happy in this Holy Ghost church. Verse 19. Now look, Peter, because you got this revelation, see these? These keys are better than a Rolls Royce. These keys are better than mansions. Now here, Peter, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, Peter, take these keys. And whatever you bind, whatever you declare to be improper and unlawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. Jesus is saying... I put within your hands and your heart and within your mouth the keys of the kingdom. And it is your responsibility, Peter, to bind what needs to be bound. Are there some things that need to be bound in our lives? And he's saying, sort of in street talk, I've got your back. Because all of heaven backs you up. Because I have the master key. Hmm. So, let's work with that a little bit. In order for me to stop something, well, that means bind, to... To prohibit, to stop something, I got to say something. As much as I love Pastor Tom, Pastor Tom loves me. I can't have Pastor Tom come over to my house and take dominion over certain things in my house that only I have dominion over. Are you listening to me? Words. Everyone say words. Words. Say it like this. Faith-filled words. Because I am a child of the King and have been given the keys will stop demonic forces. Just stop it. You know what it's like, moms, when the kids act up and you... Put your foot down. Stop that. Right? That's what needs to happen in the realm of the Spirit. Amen. You just stop that, devil. Put a stop on it. Okay? 
recently, I'd heard of a family that was experiencing sickness and disease. And this family is close to my family, their relatives. And I know my authority. And so I said, I bind that sickness coming against that family. I demand you as my right as a child of God and as a child of the King with a revelation that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I demand you to stop. Amen. Amen. And then notice the next verse, part of the verse, not the next verse. And whatever, let's go back. I'm sorry, verse 19. It's verse 19. On earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And read the rest with me. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. Charles Capps used to say it like this. If bind and don't fix it, loose it. I heard there are some things that need to be loosed. How about a little M-O-N-E-Y? Let's just get real practical tonight. Get away from the Greek and the Hebrew a little bit and let's talk English. How about some money? I said, how about some money? How about some J-O-B-S's, some jobs, some promotions. To get promotion, you've got to put some words in motion. <laughs> to get promotion. And it is the profession of the believer to hold fast. To their profession or confession. Loose it. Loose it. I'm loosing finances into this ministry. I'm loosing it. We sent $5,000 down to Key Thursday for the Beirut Lebanon Crusade. Hallelujah. And you know what? That gives us a right in the realm of the Spirit to loose what we need. We loose the money. Amen. Devil, you take your hands off my money. I bind you. I got the keys. And now I loose the angels. I loose the ministering spirits to go and cause the money to come. As I was writing this letter today, I noticed in Matthew chapter 9 that the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are what? So the laborers don't equate the greatness of the harvest. 
But Jesus told us what to do. He said, pray. Pray. In order to pray, you've got to say. Pray. Prayer and saying is a way of loosing. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into his harvest. Oh, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we loose labors right now. We loose labors right now into this harvest in the Bay Area. We loose labors to come to Heart of the Bay Christian Center. In the name of Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Now, here they come. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. So what is it that you need to loose? What is it that needs to be loosed in your life? What is it that needs to be bound? Whom do you say that he is? Well, first of all, when we made Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, we said he is Lord. But then as we grew and developed, we begin to see the multifaceted wonders of his person. We understand that he is Lord, Redeemer, Sanctifier, Supplier, Healer. Who do you say he is? I say he's my healer. I say he's my life giver. I say he's my financier. Who do you say he is? Amen. Let's look at this verse once again, this binding and loosing verse. This is good stuff. Authority. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, whatever you declare lawful on earth, must be what is already bound in heaven. Let's look at verse 20. Then he sternly and strictly charged and warned the disciples to tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. And so now we see that these truths must be built into our hearts. For faith does not come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. In the natural realm, all of us need a certain amount of carbohydrates, right? The better the carbs are, the better your body will react. We need a certain amount of fat. We need a certain amount of protein. Why? 
so that we can get the necessary nutrients and the necessary vitamins for our body to function at its optimum performance that God created your body to function at. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're handcrafted by the Creator. If there's something wrong with you, He knows how to fix you. Now, it's important to cooperate with the Creator and how He made you. And not to put things in your body, if you will, that would cause your body to go awry. And we won't even approach that arena. But I'm talking about spiritually now. We need the right kind of nutrients. We need some good vitamins. We need the vitamin A authority of the believer. We need vitamin C. Christ in you. The hope of glory. <laughs> I can see Pastor Tom. He's, he's got it. <laughs> but you understand. We need vitamin E. Ever increasing faith. We need vitamin H. Holy Ghost and fire. But just like physically we need food every day, we need this kind of truth put into our spirit every day. My spiritual father instructed us to feed on something along these lines every day. He said, you know, as a pastor, you know, you cannot just always preach on the same subject. You've got to give the congregation a balanced diet. But within that diet, woven within the fabric of that diet, there should always be the spirit of faith. How many of you know you can teach on the book of Ruth with the spirit of faith? You can teach on the book of Job with the spirit of faith. Or with the spirit of doubt. What determines which way you go is what... Your DNA is spiritually. How are you wired? Where have you been trained? Where have you come from? I'm thankful that I've come from the spirit of faith. How about you? So anyway, feed along these lines. Think about it. Meditate upon it. Act on it. Get these truths down on the inside of you. Don't let it just be a good sermon that Pastor Brenda preached or Pastor Dom preached or Pastor Mark preached. But let this word dwell in you richly. Think on it. Meditate on it. And then be a doer of it. And you'll begin to see things in your life line themselves up with the perfect will of God. Turn me to Mark chapter 4. Say it with me. I have authority. authority. In Christ Jesus. Jesus. The neat thing about it is you don't have to wait to get it. It's already been given to you. Amen. 
The enemy wants to keep people in the dark about this. He'll stir up religious spirits to tell you, this is not true, this is not right. You know, you need to live your life with this attitude. Whatever shall be, shall be. Where is that in the Bible? I don't say, que sera, sera in the Bible. But I do see, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose it. And your tongue is the chooser. And your spirit is the believer. For death and life are in the power of the tongue. Does it matter what we say? How much does it matter? It's a matter of life and death. Mark chapter 4. And we'll close here tonight. I'm not so interested in getting you an abundance of scriptures tonight. I'm more interested in having a deposit of the spirit. Come into your spirit through the anointing which is here tonight. And then you act on what's been preached. And you'll go from this place like this. Glory to God. Ready to take the giant. Watch. Whoa, 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 whoa. Watch it. Watch out. <laughs> David picked up five smooth stones. I'm going to preach on that sometime. Thank you, Lord. All right. Mark chapter 4. And this is real familiar to us. And um, you and I then are to reign as kings in this life through one, Jesus Christ. Is that what we found in the Bible? Is that true? Well, if the Bible is true and it's true, it's true. Reigning as kings. You know, I heard so many awesome messages throughout my life. I've, we've been in this for over 30 years. And I, I can still hear some of the phrases of some of the people that I've had teach me over the years. And one preacher, pastor said, you're either reigning in life. Or your life is raining on you. <laughs> let's reign. Amen. Come on, kings. Let's reign. What do you say? Let's rise up and take our authority that's in the name of Jesus because of the blood. And let's put the devil on the run. Verse 35 of Mark chapter 4. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, on the same day when evening would come, had come, he said to them, let us go to the other side. You know, when Jesus said you're going to the other side, that doesn't mean you're going to go halfway out and drown. And when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose. You see, the stone arose, but he arose. He arose, and what did he do? He rebuked the wind. What did he have? He had kingdom authority. He had keys. He rebuked it. He was stopping it. He was binding it. Amen. Well, I think you suppose we ought to rebuke this flute? Yeah. 
<laughs> Amen. And of course, he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said, now guys, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Fear will stop your faith. A revelation of faith will keep your faith moving. A revelation of love will turn fear out of doors. See, some of us have exercised a little more authority over the powers of the air than others because we have just a little bit more spiritual comprehension. That is not a put-down. That is just the truth. But God wants every one of us to have this comprehension. That's why he prayed that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. That we could come to some knowledge that is ours. John Alexander Dowie, a Scotsman, who received a revelation about divine healing while ministering before the turn of the century over in Australia. He crossed the ocean many times during his lifetime. And he encountered many, many storms. But said every time a storm would come up, he did what Jesus did. He rebuked the storm and it always ceased. Let's follow his example. If he rebuked a real storm and he said, how come you're so fearful? Don't you suppose we can rebuke some spiritual storms? Don't you suppose we can rebuke an earthquake once the earthquake starts rattling and say, Not here, no evil shall befall me. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Guys, the works that I do shall you do also in greater works. There's no way that we can even tap into the works that he did and much less greater works if we don't have the same dominion and same authority. I just came by to tell you tonight, you've got keys. Who are you saying he is? What are you going to bind this week? What are you going to loose this week? Let's stand up, everybody, and get happy in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Raise both hands up toward heaven and say, Thank you, Lord, that you are the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And I believe that. And I take the keys. The keys of the kingdom. And you said what I bind. On earth. Is bound in heaven. Therefore in the name. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind. The principalities. The powers. The rulers of the darkness of this age. Say it strong. I bind bind and cast down down spiritual wickedness wickedness in high places. And I render them harmless and ineffective against me, my family, my ministry, my property, my automobile, every area of my life. I put a stop on you 
in the name of Jesus. And now I loose heaven's protection, heaven's wealth. I loose what belongs to me in the Word of God. Come on, let's just give Him praise tonight. Hallelujah.